catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Gather around everyone who dreads Mondays and wishes that Fridays were already a part of the weekend. What do you think about the idea of a four-day work week? I mean, working only four days as opposed to the normal five days, yeah? Okay, sounds like a good idea. Maybe, uh, maybe not. So a new research published on the 30th of November 2022 revealed that companies who gave their staff an extra day off per week with no reduction in pay experienced increased revenue alongside reduced absenteeism and resignations. Workers felt less stressed and burnt out and reported higher rates of life satisfaction. Findings also showed significant declines in the duration and frequency of commuting, plus other positive environmental outcomes. It also noted that none of the participating organizations are returning to a five-day week. This report came after more than 30 companies and almost a 1,000 employees in countries including the United States, Ireland, and Australia recently concluded a six-month, four-day-week pilot program coordinated by the nonprofit 4-Day Week Global. What is this four-day work week about? Why has it been causing a rave? Why are some countries adopting it? What are the benefits to the employer, to the employee, to the country? What are the possible downsides and maybe challenges to implementing this four-day work week in Africa? Is Africa even ready for a four-day work week? Discussing with me today are guests drawn from a wide range of um, persons within the labor space, HR, employer, employee, and a representative from the four-day work week, the non-profit that is piloting this on the continent in Africa. But we'll be starting with Anita Iroran Idemudia, a front web developer and a freelance technical writer. Hi, Anita. How are you doing today? How's it going at your end? I'm doing good, Anthony. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Anita, have you heard have you heard of the 4-day work week before? And what have you heard about the 4-day work week? Oh yes, I have. Okay, I think the whole 4-day work week idea is having employers reduce the work hours of the week from the 40 days work hour to the 32 days work hour per week. Mm, okay, okay, that's good. And we also have with us a tech investor, the founder and chief strategist at TechSide HPR, who has also been on the Forbes 30 Under 30, Charles Edusomo. Good morning, Charles. How are you doing today? Good morning, Anthony. I'm fine, thank you. you? I'm good. I'm well, and I'm excited to be discussing the 4-Day Work Week. Have you heard of the 4-Day Work Week? What do you think about it as a CEO and an employer? Yes, so I've heard about the 4-Day Work Week. I said hearing about the 4-Day Work Week sometime, I think, before COVID. Okay. What do you think about it? Okay, yes. So we run our operation across multiple regions. It's important that you can communicate with people whether they are with you in your office or they are not with you in your office. So I think there's a general shift about rethinking how we work. I think there's a general shift around rethinking how we interact with the workplace. We have always had this perception that we walk also our lives and we just live our lives only when we close from the office. I think for me, I'm beginning to realize that we should live our lives and work should just be a part of it and not a significant part of it. So before the work week is very much welcome from my point of view. Yes, so as the impact, and I've been seeing a lot of studies around that, right? And I've been doing research on this. We are about to start that and our organization. And I've been seeing the impact, but what that impact would be in Africa based on the work culture in Africa, how that would impact the bottom line, we really don't know yet. But I think it's something we are all just excited about and for the meantime. Yes, mm. but I'm not the HR expert, so I'm still doing a lot of learning around this. I'm really excited to be here. I would like to hear from every other person to just see. And I'm glad that some other persons really are thinking towards this direction. It's interesting. Dubai also has adopted it too, really. Mm. Thank you very much. Exciting thoughts from a founder. So you're not the HR expert here, but we have an HR expert here, a senior business management and partnership expert at Human Manager Limited. Over a decade experience in HR and business support tech solution delivery. Also a chartered human resource professional, Mrs. Mujisola Oladile Ojo. Good morning, Ma. How are you doing today, Ma? Good morning. I'm fine. Great to be here and uh, looking forward to hearing from everyone. 
Beautiful. Everyone always points or turns to their HR when conversations like this, you know, <laughs> come up, both employer and employee. So have you heard of the four day work week? What are your thoughts about it? Oh, yeah, uh, I've heard about it. Interestingly, also that the state in Nigeria is talking about it. One of the, I think, not central, if I'm not mistaken, states of Nigeria. But I, I feel from what I know, it's commoner in Europe, and Australia and some, some countries in the US. My thoughts, neither here nor there. We have to rethink the way we work, obviously. And I think uh, COVID forced that on, on us. Uh, if we hadn't thought about it or some were thinking about it and thought it wasn't possible. We have to rethink the way we work. Many more people want flexibility, which is a major reason for some of these things. But at the same time, we want to balance things out. Businesses are how to, to make profit. And so in some instances, from what I learned about it, in some instances, like in Spain, the government had even had to subsidize more, like for those companies that were on pilot for the first two years before they now go ahead to have structures in place to ensure productivity is not impacted. Some others are having slightly different uh, approaches to it, like having reduced work hours than just reducing the number of days because so many things have to also be considered. So you don't increase the level of stress within those four days because you want to take it out. You want to see exactly that what is to be achieved in one week is achieved. So my thoughts are that we have to balance things out and we have to really look at what works in what environment we are and not just jump on the bandwagon. So it could be possible. I feel it would be applicable in some instances, but may not be one can fits all. Mm, okay, very interesting take too. Our fourth guest is the director of the 40 Week South Africa and chairperson of the 40 Week South Africa Coalition, which is a founder and managing director also of a strategic business advisory and PR company in Cape Town. She is a coach and a keynote speaker. Karen Lowe, how are you doing today, Karen? Hello, Anthony. How lovely to be here with you all and thank you very much for this opportunity to chat about a very exciting initiative. Yes, thank you for coming on Karen. You've heard the thoughts of founder, uh, an employer, an employee and you know from like the HR perspective but what really is the 4-day work week about um, especially the one that um, is going to be piloted in South Africa, the first um, country um, on the continent and what are the core values and goals of the 40 work week. Yes, thank you, Anthony. I think the, the the most important thing for me to start with is that it's not a Friday off or necessarily a day <laughs> off. And I think that is a, a very common misconception. Just using the term four day week automatically makes us think of these lovely, long, relaxing weekends where we get to, you know, have three days off. But alas, that is not the case, uh, or it could be in some instances. And some companies certainly have chosen a day off as their reduced sort of work week model. But Anita is correct. It is a model that seeks to reduce the average work week from 40 to 32 hours. And it is very much founded on a, on a principle called the 180-100 principle. So that is 100% pay, 80% of the time in return for 100% of the productivity. So the model essentially puts out to test the hypothesis that can a reduced work week positively impact the productivity of an organization and at the same time enhance the well-being markers within the organization. So what an organization seeks to do really is gift their employees 20% off of their work week. And that could indeed be a full day off on a Friday or a Monday. It could be once a fortnight. It could be two half days for a working mother, for example. It could be reduced hours every day to allow parents to go into work later or leave home, or leave work to go home earlier. But the idea is also very much not to increase the intensity of work in the reduced work week. So the four days, however it is taken and however that work time reduction model works for an organization, it has to benefit not just the employee, but the employer. And I think this is what is so exciting about this, this experiment. And we must remember that it is a research experiment. All of the cohorts from all of the pilots around the world have participated in pilots that at the heart are backed by research to understand how work time reduction models can be used in different industries across across the world. 
And the benefit to employer and employee is critical for the success of that ecosystem. We can't have a one-sided view of this. It has to ensure that the employer remains productivity neutral or positive, and for that matter, revenue neutral or positive, hopefully, during the period of the trial. And on the employee side, we need to ensure that they don't increase the intensity of work and the reduced work week, but that we start seeing the inherent value in that gift of time by seeing improvements in well-being, reductions in burnout, reductions in absenteeism, which, you know, if you look around at that full circle is a direct cost to bottom line, and just an overall improved life satisfaction. So we're certainly seeing from all the research that we've been privy to over the last couple of years. And Charles was 100% right, this started before COVID. So luckily we've got pre-COVID and post-COVID data. And I think it's time for us to experiment. I, I don't believe all industries are ready for this. I, I don't believe that all African countries are ready for this, but I think some are. And I think we have a very unique opportunity on a very unique continent to trial a work time reduction model and experiment to find a way forward for the future of work for us. There are definitely differences and in fact, incredible strengths that reside not just in South Africa, but across the African continent that Europe and New Zealand and Australia and the UK do not have. We have the power of youth. We have the power of developing economies. We have many, many superpowers actually at our disposal. But the future of work is a conversation we should be having. We should be having more mature conversations around productivity, less obsession on time, and more focused on output of time. And really, I think Charles hit the nail on the head for me, Anthony, by saying, you know, we need to live our lives. And, and I think organizations need to understand that at the end of the day, we borrow our people from their lives. We borrow them. And that's very important. And I think, Majisola, if I'm saying your name correctly, from an HR perspective, wow, I don't think there has been a more stressful job in recent times than what HR practitioners are having to deal with in the workplace from COVID and all of the stress and angst that that caused to having to navigate remote, hybrid, flexible work environments and seeing declining mental health and increase in absenteeism, you know, your quiet quitting, loss of a lot of women in the workplace. So it's, it's, it's a mess out there. And I think, honestly, a work time reduction model of this nature has the ability to give us some important insights that we can learn from and test a trial, fail, fail fast, and hopefully find models that work for individual companies and individual sectors going forward. And now I will stop talking because you know I'm a keynote speaker and I will keep talking. I'm going to hand the floor back to you. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, it's it's actually clear what you know, the four-day work week, the idea behind it and what it aims to achieve. You just mentioned that there really isn't any, you know, specific formats, you know, to getting this done with. We will try this model. We'll just try. I keep experimenting until, you know, it fits the particular industry or the particular workplace. But how will a company know or a group of you know an industry an organization how do they know that you know, we can actually try out this 4d work week now what should they look out for what should they be measuring or checking so anthony the the metrics that support the pilots uh, studies are developed alongside boston college which is the global academic custodian of the research and then every pilot country and certainly ours is is, is not just school to be our partner here in South Africa. And collectively, they work together to set a baseline, a midline and an end line for the six month pilot. But this is very much set based on what previous pilots have gone through. So the metrics are there, they measure well-being markers, they measure productivity, they measure impact on revenue, they measure impact on talent, they culture and engagement team creativity, they even look to the environmental markers, you know, reducing your carbon footprints with less commuting, and go so far as to look at gender distribution of household labor. So there is quite a, a wide sort of data set that is that is put up front and each organization is interviewed and surveyed in order to establish their baseline and again in the middle and again at the end. And there are continuous conversations that go on throughout the period of the pilot. And I think, you know, the objective of an experiment is to test the hypothesis and to find that model. 
And what is really wonderful about, about the association with Global and the fact that there have been other pioneers before us is we have access to this melting pot of, 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 of organizations that have done it and shown how it can be done. So there are key and critical learnings that we can find from our peers that have done this before, as well as support from the academics and as well as support from the global case studies that are that are published and, and accessible for pilot participants. I think you know it's a it's a it's a matter of of saying we're part of of an experiment that has sort of the confines of a, where it comes to our own research partner being able to test further variables that might be of interest to us specifically and obviously in South Africa impact on unemployment so whether we can turn the dial at all and see whether we can improve uh, new hires whether we can in fact improve productivity I mean uh, on the one hand I'm saying yes let's do this what, what are the chances that we don't show the same results as, as Europe and the rest of the world have done well if we don't show the same results that is just as important a finding for me than as we do because if we don't and are not able to stay revenue positive and productivity positive and we're not able to positively impact the well-being of our employees participating in this then we need to questions question ourselves as to why it didn't work and for me that is another learning that we can apply going forward uh, okay thank you now anita do you think that this four-day work week will help improve productivity because it's not just uh, you know a four-day work week for the fun of it but because we want to help improve productivity and um, ensure we have more me time for both employer and employees so do you think this four-day work week will work where you currently work or maybe where you've worked in the past you may want to maybe share an example or maybe some experiences and what concerns or risk do you think or foresee when it comes to the adoption where you work or where you've worked or the industries that you've worked in okay definitely thank you anthony so funny enough i asked my colleagues about before they work week and what they think about it and then it came to my notice that a particular department in my workplace has already adopted it so where they have their whole work hours reduced to 32 hours instead of the regular 40 hours we have and for me personally i think it would be a should i say Nobel Nobel idea from the companies if they implement this okay let's think pre-covid pre-covid we had this nine to five every day and then it felt impossible to have a remote or a hybrid work pattern in Nigeria. But then companies embraced it, especially mine. They embraced it and then, you know, before COVID happened, we already had this hybrid work pattern, hybrid remote work pattern, and I worked hybrid. And then when it was hybrid, I noticed I could do more. You don't have that the whole pressure of having kpis to meet with target to meet with is reduced because somehow you have more time to rest and then when we switch to remote when my department switch to remote you see the productivity increase like almost doubled because now you know people have their lives and then it's not every time you know the whole work thing i work in lagos and your nine to five is six to ten because you spend time going when you're going on site to spend time on the road and then there are other times you spend you know trying to beat traffic trying to and every other thing but then i believe if if the work week is the work hours is reduced then most employees will have time for themselves and employees nowadays we think okay we want a situation where we have multiple streams of income and then if a workplace and embraces this for the work week and then gives you time and then you have time for other things that would maybe help improve your skills and indirectly you're going to contribute it to this workplace so if i have time off maybe i have time of work time of doing some things and then i would want to you know get more other skills which in turn are things that i would put into back into the workplace to then increase productivity for i don't know if i should put there or cross my heart more so, so do you, do you see any concerns for actually adopting this? You know, where you work or in Nigeria, in Lagos, in Africa? Yes, I do. Personally, I do think it should be adopted, and I believe if companies have tried the hybrid and the remote work pattern, and then 
there was an increase in productivity, obviously, I think companies should invite before they work with. Mm. Personally, I do think they should invite work here because I believe it will boost employees' productivity, coming for the fact that we've experienced the hybrid and the remote pattern and then there was boost in productivity. So I believe when they invite before work with, it will definitely increase the employees' productivity. Okay, now, Charles, you mentioned the work culture on the continent or in Africa. And are there any other concerns or risks that you have when it comes to adopting this for the working? Because, you know, if that culture is still ingrained in most of the employees, uh, won't this affect the adoption of this for the work week? And do you also think that it would work in an industry, like the industry where you're currently working? Yes. So I'll start from... Do I think it would impact the culture? Yes, I think we will have to do a lot of changes to the current culture and how we operate. And will it affect my industry? I think my industry is one of those industries that we can actually start it with, right? It's a creative industry. A whole lot of creative people like to work from the, within their state, within their comfort zone. A whole lot of the techies also want to work that way. So it really fits perfectly for for us. Uh, but the world culture in Africa still needs to be changed a little bit, still needs to change, right? Because while you look at this, you also have to consider that there must be a certain kind of standard across various industries, right? There must be a certain kind of standard with respect to if this would be nationally adopted, right? There would need to be some standards, the government would need to put some things in place. We currently run a monthly model right it means that whether you show up for one hour whether you show up for 10 hours you'll be paid for the month right we currently do not run the early model in nigeria however i think it's something that we can start looking at and then we can know how to pivot from that point it would affect the culture so i would say when companies approach it they have to be very very careful and for me i had put the four day work with on a debate for an entire year in my own company right because you need a consensus to be able to do things like this you need a whole lot of persons to want to be part of this and it's it's early stages like like karen said we're still doing a lot of research on this looking at it how does it affect the company there are a whole lot of metrics that we currently have to look at and say hey what exactly are we dealing with here but yes i think it's important for us to look at it and look at the cultural impact but I also think it's more important to for your team to be very, very, very much involved in the entire process. Very, very, very much involved in the entire process. Mm. So if you have to do surveys, if you have to do any uh, whichever approach that you'd like to take this for, it is important that you look at it and you you try to look at it, come back to the drawing table, look at the missteps, look at what we want to do and things like that. We have all agreed that the way we work should change and then it also means that we must look at those things critically and it can also be seen from a cost perspective with respect to the operations the operational burden for a, a a staff and the operational burden on the company themselves so yes why not okay okay the hr experts in the house mrs mujisala what are your biggest fears as an HR personnel, as an HR expert in adopting this in a company, what should HRs look out for? What are the biggest shocks they would need to deal with? Thank you very much, Anthony. It's been an interesting discussion. My first concern is actually maintaining productivity, sustaining productivity. If we look at, and I think Charles said a part of it, our culture. And that's why we have to look at the fact that not everywhere has the same kind of culture. So we have to improve our culture, our work ethics, our work culture before you go uh, into such. From my understanding, I think Karen shed some light on the perspective in South Africa, where it's actually not about working and reducing number of days of work to four, but reducing number of, maybe number of appearances at work or something, which currently happens in Nigeria. Where I work, we work two days from the office, actually, and three days from home. So today, I'm working from home. So that has, that's a, that can improve productivity. So that's why I said it won't be a one-cap-fit-all thing. We look at what works in what environment. But in some part of Europe, and even in the UK, what has been used is actually reducing work days to four so that people can do other things. 
and in Kaduna in Nigeria, where it's being considered, is actually for people to also work four days, their standard work, and have one day of work to do agriculture or have time for family. So we're actually spending time on something else. That's the idea of the, uh, some environments. And so it means that you're packing work of five days into four. You can elongate number of hours in four days and have one day of no work at all. So I feel that can mount more stress. Not everybody can adjust to And you can imagine working in Lagos, if you know Lagos. So you work in Lagos, normally to get a work, you have gone maybe two hours or sometimes three hours of drive. And so you elongate number of hours of such people because they won't come to work one day. In fact, the day they won't be in the office, they can't work at all. They, are, they can't even do any other thing. They are, they are frustrated, they are tired, health is threatened. So I think that is where we need to look at it. How we will adjust, I think I would look more. If you say, is it practicable where I work? Where I work, we can do what we are doing now. Work a certain number of days in the office, work some days off. Another concern is that if we're looking at whichever way, being able, as HR experts, want to look at how you monitor people's performances also. So you have to put tools in place. Apart from no HR practice, what we do is HR technology. So there are a lot of enhancements coming into HR applications, HR management applications now, to be able to monitor when people, so you're bringing in time and attendance systems, integrating it, uh, all kinds of time and attendance systems. Some with you sense so we expect, because of our culture, one of the short, it's a human problem, not just an African problem. If you have to be in the office, everybody knows you're in the office. You can't just go around playing many times. Somebody is monitoring. But if you now have to work and nobody is looking at you, then we must ensure that what we expect that you're doing, you're actually doing. That will sustain productivity. Otherwise, you can actually not be doing what you're supposed to be doing. There is a positive side to it, the fact that people have that liberty to work anywhere. And then bonding, health, all of those things are improved. But we have to ensure that tools have been put in place, structures have been put in place to monitor, to manage deliverables to ensure clear-cut KPIs. What are you delivering? And we can measure. So if you're able to clear-cut, give people what they're supposed to be working on, what their deliverables are, you're able to measure. You know how well they are doing. And people also have a sense of responsibility that, yes, whether I'm in the office or not, I am delivering what I should. That can be looked at. And I would I would prop, I mean, campaign more or converse more for technology than just uh, reducing number of hours of work. That people can work from wherever rather than reduce number of hours of days. We can work wherever. So we don't necessarily have to be in the office because technology can drive that. And it's been proved that technology can actually help us with that. Because the last one would be the final impact on our economy. If we're looking at Europe, you're looking at the US, you're looking at Australia, look at their GDP per capita. Some of them are times eight of what Nigeria's per capita is. So you don't want to put yourself where you're already struggling with everybody working five days or six days a week. The economy is still suffering. You're trying to, because there are so many things that are not in place that are not helping productivity. So you don't want to now make it worse by reducing number of hours. You know, when it happens that people don't work, let's say Nigeria, for instance, or in some other parts of Africa, where they stay for this unrest or something, five days of work, this much billions of dollars have been lost. So if you're saying people reduce number of work days, it impacts the business, it impacts the economy, and Africa may not be ready to take all of those shocks at the same time. So we might look at flexible work hours, which might now mean, depending on what you are doing, when you are working, not necessarily eight to five or nine to five, and also being able to work from wherever, remote work, which helps you deliver what you are at your convenience. You're not stressed going through traffic. You're not stressed being in an environment you don't like. You, some people prefer to work alone and they will do better. All of those flexibilities we can bring in. And that I would really be in. It can work. It has worked where I work, but we need to do on the HR side, be able to do some more monitoring or measurement, uh, clear core KPIs, measurement of the KPIs, responsibility on the side of staff. People should also, and our work culture, a lot of some more orientation have to go in to ensure we are successful. But at the moment, I wouldn't completely say that Africa is ready to go on a work day, the concept in which it is common uh, right now in the U.S. of reducing number of days, actually, not just number of hours a week and not just number of days in the office, reducing how many days you're actually working uh, in your paid job. I won't fully support that. I don't think it will work everywhere. It might in some places, 
or maybe not everywhere. So what works for you, the flexibility that works for you, I think we should adopt that in Africa and we can drive that a lot more with technology. Mm, Thank very, you. very interesting take. Thank you very much. Karen, what I've heard from Anita to Charles, you know, to Ms. Mojisola has been productivity, the desire for productivity. You may want to like, you know, address some of the points they've made, but then I want you to speak to how the four-day work week helps to solve some issues like unemployment, which is, you know, an issue that, you know, every country on the continent right now um, has. And are there any risk or downsides or cons to this that we're not seeing right now? Are there anyone, you know, is there anyone that you are expecting or you're looking forward to or you'd want, you know, to put out there first before anyone adopts it? Thank you, Anthony. Gosh, some some incredibly valid points and, and important questions to ask. And I think the fears and concerns are there. I think I would just like to pause a minute and say that we don't know if it will work in Africa and we don't know where it will work in Africa. And I think that's the point really of, of why I'm driving this participation in a, in, a, in a pilot group. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why 29 companies in South Africa have signed up is really down to the fact that it is independently audited and that productivity is put front and central. So, you know, that, that, is, the, that is the departure point for the experiment, is, is for organizations to remain productivity neutral or positive, and most are productivity positive, and therefore revenue neutral or revenue positive. That said, there are a lot of industries that have very entrenched ways of working. Uh, if you take agriculture, if you take mining, if you take construction, they're very, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a titanic to shift those those corporate cultures, those 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 perceptions that exist. And I, th I think there are lots of reasons that, that the boards and CIS will come up as to why this is not possible in my industry. And, and, and the fears are founded. You know, how do we maintain productivity? How do we deal with work ethic? How do we ensure that we don't see an increase in intensity and therefore by default an increase in stress in workers? How do we monitor the, uh, the pilot participants and, or, or in, that, in this instance even if you're not participating in employees uh, in terms of their activity but I think participation in the pilot shines a spotlight on what product means to an organization irrespective of industry and that is a really really important conversation to have because this technology is there and definitely increasingly so from an HR perspective to enable it is equally there as a curse and so, so, so organizations really have to understand that that this is a this is a bottom-up opt-in and voluntary approach one so it is not a mandated shift from a work time reduction model. The answers in efficiencies and improvements in productivity reside within the individuals and team departments that are participating and trying this. And I think it's important for organizations to try. For a large organization like a retail bank or a massive retailer, uh, you know, construction, agriculture, mining, all big industry sectors, multinationals, cross-continent uh, presence, it, it's not an easy project just to switch on. But there is an opportunity to participate at a smaller level within a cohort, a research cohort, to try and find a model that might work. And it's within the time frame that you try and get to that reduced model that works for you. And it has to work for you. And there's no silver bullet. There's no magic recipe. There's no ways I could, you know, hand email something out to you and go, here we go. This is going to make you all productive and Africa is going to be more productive and we're going to tackle unemployment. We don't know. But I do believe that based on the results that we've been seeing from global pilots, that in some instances we will share very similar findings. And I am hopeful that if we are able to even slightly improve work-life balance, and employee well-being and engagement and culture, we will see employers starting to look at how they can approach work time reduction within their organizations, whether that is with the four-day week or not. The idea behind this initiative is to really challenge the status quo of how we're working and challenge ourselves to think whether work time reduction and valuing staff's time off and that gift of time can have positive effects. There are always unintended consequences of pocketing and such things, but there have been very few failures globally. 
and the reasons that we've been given for organizations that decided not to continue with the pilot, there are two main reasons, and, and we're only talking 12.3%, I think, of total organizations that failed to complete the pilot or are not continuing with a, with a four-day week. There were two main reasons. One, management dictated how the model should work instead of taking a bottom-up approach. So employee input is critical, and, and I think Charles you know, made, made that point. The team has to be vested and involved, and the answers reside there. The second reason was that they didn't onboard prepare properly. So, you know, to go back to Mojsola's report, uh, you know, point, you, you have to know what you're testing. You have to understand what your productive metrics are. You have to understand whether you're currently revenue positive or neutral. You have to understand what your well-being markers currently are, which is why we survey it. And I think having an independent, academically tested uh, pilot allows us to not uh, let bias from an organizational perspective creep in, allows employees and employers to trust the process and let it unfold. And most organizations don't get to the full 20% off. They, they, they get to somewhere close to it. You know, it, it's not a it's not a hard rule. Let you cut 20%. It's about working towards work time reduction and positively impacting the environment. And, and and I do believe there's an opportunity in every sector, no matter the size of organization, no matter the country, there are opportunities for industries and companies to try this. Um, and let's let's test because if we don't experiment, we don't know, and it, it's scary to do so. But but whatever answers we find give us learnings to apply. And, and, and I think that's the most critical departure point for, for, for this four-day week initiative for me in South Africa, for my pilot participants here in South Africa, and for the June pilot that we're intending to run across Africa. You know, it's just, let's look at this for Africa. We, we're, we're not the rest of the world. We are Africa, we're unique. And each country in Africa is unique in its own right with its socioeconomic conditions. And we need to take all of that into account when we test. Mm-hmm. Okay, very interesting take. So we'll, we'll spend a few minutes now interacting. So Anita, Charles, Karen, Mojisola. So this is the point where we'd each have like a minute to maybe speak to any of the points raised by any of the other guests. And maybe address or speak to one of the points that have been made earlier on. And then we'll take um, comments and questions before we wrap up. Uh, Anita, I would always start with Anita. So Anita, you want to maybe speak to any um, of the points? Uh, address something that spoke to you that you maybe want to buttress uh, that someone else had already said on the call and then this would be like a final take um, you can also you know as an employee speak to other employees or other employers on the issue on ground okay thank you so i'm going to speak on what mojusora said concerning having a more flexible work pattern i think having a, a flexible work pattern is great but then if we're looking to employees benefit, it will still be good if employers sort of reduce the work hours. Because even if you work hybrid or remote, it's still expected that in a week you work 40 hours, which is more like the bone of contention. You're trying to reduce the hours that this that employees work so as to you know make them comfortable doing the job. So I don't know if that's something probably you'd want to revisit. No, I, I believe Africans somehow were scared of trying things out. Not until COVID happened, we're not ready to receive the hybrid and remote work pattern. And then when COVID happened, we embraced it and we see it's working perfectly well. So I, I believe apart from having a flexible work pattern, also having reduced work time is something that should be embraced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe my time is Okay. Um, Just okay. <laughs> yes. So Charles? Okay, for me, I would say that definitely one of the most important things we have to understand is irrespective, and, and I think every every speaker here today has really highlighted that, irrespective of how we look at it or the standpoint we want to look at it from, the core focus or the primary focus is rethinking work, being able to create a flexible model, whether you want to use the model, the the... 180 100 model uh, you want to be able to, to reduce the amount of work time for example for us we do two days work from home and two days at the office for, for a four-day work week whatever works for you or however you want to structure it the core of the conversation is it must be around the employee well-being and increasing productivity 
and well-being is one of the main focus right even for who and all of the other civil society organizations i think the employees well-being should be prioritized irrespective of what our focus with respect to profitability or productivity is adopting technology to do that rethinking how you work using all of the digital tools and documenting more will ensure that you don't have a lot of lapses with respect to productivity but i think really it can work thank you okay thank you very much house now uh, mrs mujisola oh, okay all right thank you very much um, well anita i get you uh, and uh, if i may just make it clearer my insinuations are not to say the staff should not be considered actually i was saying that one of the concerns would be the pressure on staff if you try to re- reduce the number of days but to maintain a 180 100 paying them 100% of their pay for 80% of time spent on work might be hard for the company so it is better and then you want us to ensure because that's actually what happened in some instances uh, the pilots across europe where they actually increase the number of hours of work in those four days so that's the one i feel shouldn't happen that is going to mount more pressure on staff because we want them to still deliver on five day work but now we've reduced we can as well leave it to them to decide some might be able to work longer some would prefer to come to the office 10 to 6 and not go home until maybe 8 o'clock while some would prefer to resume at 7 and close at 4 some would prefer to still maintain 8 to 5 and work 5 days so rather than force it on everyone uh, the the environments are not all the same the comfort of the infrastructure are not all the same across the world so in some environments it might be harder to expect people to work for longer hours and man more pressure on them just because we want to say we pay you 100% and you have to work i mean you can work for this a week let's leave it to that number one number two let's also i mean we've talked about flexibility when you are at home you actually can spend more time with family while you're working i have found that a number of my colleagues sometimes you can take breaks at a particular time and then you come back to work much later in the day because your work at that point depends on you so what you are able to do at certain times you can modify to ensure the ones you need your colleagues for you finish before closing time the ones that you alone have to do at the time when it's convenient for you you can do it ahead of the following day that flexibility is there if you are in the office the consciousness of the fact that you close at 4 or 5 is that once you close you close whether you delivered or not you have to leave the office but when you are at home you've had some kind of flexibility understood by the company you also have a responsibility to ensure that wherever you're working you deliver on what you should and so that flexibility gives more comfort makes you more comfortable as a staff in fact it helps your productivity and that's what uh, has been done in many places which i have seen even in nigeria and has worked in my environment where i work too that people can actually work from wherever be able to attend to other things sometimes it's not about just talking to people the fact that you are around is that consciousness that you're there and you can do your work comfortably without stress so that mix that understanding is what i think we should look at as employers in nigeria in africa as individuals as employees in africa what exactly works for our environment what will be a win win for both the employer and the employee and will not negatively impact either party or even the larger economy of our country so that is what i think we should do look at and not just fit into what we think has worked in some other environments karin said it on a final note we don't know whether we work or not it's an experiment in other parts of the world where it has worked the environments are completely also different from and i would say first for i mean interestingly in my first degree one thing one statement was out that many of the policies that have been used in maybe in agriculture or in economy in other parts of the world and have fantastically worked have failed in nigeria so nigeria has to look at what works that is nigeria but not just in nigeria in some other parts of africa is the same nigeria many times dictates the trend so when it works in some other environments i'm not you know saying in you know, other parts of the world yeah, but i mean the larger economy so what it impacts economy in some part some other as- aspects so if it doesn't work in nigeria it doesn't mean it must work in south africa it doesn't mean it must work in rwanda it could work in rwanda and work in nigeria so rwanda has to look at what what works for it south africa has to look at what works there 
what works in South Africa may not necessarily work in Nigeria, may not necessarily work in Ghana. We might all just have to have a blend of what works uh, for us. Consider things, there's no harm in trying. We can actually try. And that I would agree with everyone on. Let's try. Let's see what works. But let's not... Uh, you make it cast in stone. Let's not cast it in stone that it has to be like this because it's like that in Europe, because it's like that in America. And that's what is going to be better for us as Africans. Thank you. Mm, okay. Thank you very much for the thoughts. Karen, before, you know, your your own thoughts, I would want to share um, a comment and possibly a question because we are running out of time. So the first comment, Zara from Lagos. In a region in Nigeria, they have been forced to comply to a 40 work week. I think that's what... Oh, okay. I think she's she's referring to either the southeast of Nigeria where there is a one-day compulsory seat at home or somewhere in the north where there are security issues. Although the process that was achieved should be condemned. Okay. I just want to point out that some businesses, especially government MDs, have adjusted it is achievable however i fear some companies especially those that require physical presence would feel left out that's coming from tara from lagos and just one question and before we wrap up Boston, one of the reasons for implementing a 40 work week is to reduce the potential of burnout among employees but what happens if employees see the three-day break that i think he's talking about the either friday saturday sunday or saturday sunday monday which has been i think addressed to what if they see this three-day break as an avenue to maximize their earnings um, i think he means taking other jobs and still being burnt out from work um, so karen i must you you know wrap up would you maybe address this and then um finally like have your final take or note on um, what you've been discussing thank you anthony what an amazing conversation this is this has been I can't answer for Nigerian businesses, but I can answer for, for, for South African for South African businesses and, and the global findings. And I think there are a couple of points that I'd just like to close with. The, the, the global report findings are seeing no increase in the intensity or pace of work in the reduced work week. So on the other side of things, your mental health markers are improved quite substantially. So the latest cohort to Ireland, North America, again, yes, not Africa, but saw a 67% drop in burnout. 67% drop in burnout. That is quite substantial. So if you're looking at reducing stress levels, fatigue, burnout declining, mental health markers improving, absenteeism uh, less, physical health markers improving, less work-family conflict, I think irrespective of hybrid, irrespective of fully remote irrespective of the condition that the organization is, you know, the tension within the return to work environment, for example, in the South African companies that we're facing, I do agree that flexibility is as important as it's a currency for future talent acquisition and recruitment. It is important for us to find work-life balance. I think COVID has taught us that there are smarter and cleverer ways of working and harnessing technology is a part of that. But I think we have to experiment. And I think that our levels of maturity and conversations around productivity are not where they could be to make us more globally competitive. And I think this, these experiments across the world and, and indeed in South Africa, a lot of my pilot participants are looking to participate in this as a way to achieve a competitive advantage going forward. They know that well-being is one of probably strategic priority number one for their organizations and many, especially in ICT sectors, ITC sectors and fintech, know that their talent management is, is, is a priority and that flexibility is a way to retain and, and keep talent. So, you know what, there, there will be consequences. Let's hope they're positive. Let's hope their learnings are incredible. And I think for me, final parting words, this is, this is a collaborative and creative space for us to test and research. And, and I really invite you know, all of you to please join the coalition and be a part of the conversations, help us shape it. You know, this is this is not my adventure. This is not my initiative. It is a global research experiment. And I really do invite you all in in whatever way you feel you It would be amazing to have some other African participants in the June pilot. And uh, if not, then just to be able to consult with you on, on how to best approach it. But thank you so much for having me, Anthony. And it was lovely to have all of you in the room. Thank you very much. Current, how can, if companies want to join the pilot, how can they contact you or the nonprofit for the work week? 
So Four Day Global has uh, asked the South African uh, non-profit company, Four Day Week South Africa, to coordinate uh, trials that will be taking place across Africa. So we've got a number of countries already speaking to us, uh, Botswana, uh, we actually have had some dealings with Nigeria, we've got Kenya, Cameroon, there are a number of organizations that have reached out. There is a June pilot to start on the 1st of June and continue for a period of six months. It will be an African cohort, so a collection of African companies and countries. And you can reach out to me directly on 4dayweek.co.za or you can reach out to me, me on my email address, which is karen at 4dayweek.co.za and I am happy to answer any questions that you might have or meet with you to discuss how you can get involved. Okay, thank you very much. From the research that was done on the global scale, revenue rose an average of 38% when compared with the same period in a previous year. The extra day off was so valuable to workers. 70% of them said they would need a 10 to 50% raise, that's a pay increase, to go back to 40 hours. While this discussion continues in our offices, on our Google Meet and Zoom meetings, and on the different calls we have and in different arguments, we have. Let's ensure that what is central to our discussions and our arguments is the desire for increased productivity and increased well-being. And I thank Anita Idemudia, front-end web developer and freelance technical writer. Um, thank you very much for joining this discussion today. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Okay. And Charles Edusawan, I'm a tech investor, founder and chief strategist at TechSide Edge. Thank you very much for joining this conversation and, you know, representing CEOs and speaking on behalf of founders too. Thank you, Anthony. Um, and thank you to Anita Odishala Karen. It was really very exciting time for me. Uh, thank you. And Karen, please, when you start your pilot in Nigeria, do let us know. And I'll share me with you also. Okay. I will do, Charles. Okay, thank you, the HR experts we had in the house, Mrs. Mujisola Oladili Ujo, Senior Business Management and Partnership Expert at Human Manager Limited. Thank you for joining the discussion. Thank you very much for inviting me. And thanks, everyone, for your thoughts. And Karen, thanks for driving that in South Africa. We mm. look forward to hearing about the results. And we hope we can make Africa work better. Thank you so much. Yes, we really do. Thank you very much, Karen. Karen Lowe is the Director of the 4-Day Work Week in uh, South Africa and the chairperson of the 4-Day Week uh, South Africa Coalition. Thank you very much for coming on. And we actually look forward to the results later on in December when um, both pilots, I think, must have been completed. Um, I hope we have another discussion like this to look at the numbers um, and see if it's um, actually worked um, for those who have joined the pilot and for companies also who have decided to take on this experiment to make work, to think and rethink um, the idea of work on the continent. Anthony, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor and a privilege to be part of the panel. I look forward to sharing the results with you and uh, I will definitely keep you all updated with how we're doing with the pilot in South Africa and be sure to share any information um, on the future pilots coming uh, coming forward. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Okay. And to everyone listening, let the discussion continue at Africa Tech Radio on Twitter and on Facebook and at A Tech Radio on instagram also you can check out our post and uh, reach out to any of the guests some of that we've been speaking to today more conversations coming on africa tech radio later on today thank you very much thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com